Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 97. John and Wendy present Where Are They Now? Part 1. I'm your host, John. <laughs> and I'm Wendy. Wow, John, we're coming gotcha. in. I gotcha. You did. Because you didn't know what I was going to call it. I didn't. And, uh, you know, it's, it, no, it's good. These, I think these are, are good to be, quote, official, um, have the number because it's so much fun to be chatting with, with our friends again. Absolutely. Um, well, and sharing but, that. But before, before we get, get to, to that. Yes, before we get to that, <laughs> Happy New Year. Hard happy to believe New Year. Now in 2020. Oh, the Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties. Oh, we'll have to go back in time a little bit, but. I'm not wearing a flapper skirt. I don't care what you ask. It's not happening. 23 skidoo. That's right. Oh, I do like that. And yowza. And if there's a dance marathon, we can do that sometime. But I, I, I think we ought to maybe explain a little bit because it's just us right now yeah. in the open. We talked about revisiting some of our friends because we've been so incredibly fortunate. You know, here we are at episode 97, two years in, and we have talked to some just absolutely amazing folks. Many of them have made job changes or mm -hmm. have got on the speaker circuit or doing things, doing really cool stuff. And we wanted to share that with people and let people know what people are up to now. Yeah, it's it's amazing all the change that's happened um, in the last two years, you know, when we first started talking about it, it was like, well, yeah, I've, you know, I've had a couple of different jobs since, uh, since we've started this, we've, we've both been cross country now. Um, you can, can cross the Dakotas off of your to-do list um, and call those, <laughs> yes. you know, right. um, you know, we'll, we'll have to get our little map up for traveling. Um, we've, got our downloads in 100 countries. We've got so much has happened in the last two years. And so, um, and, and we know it has with our friends and uh, former guests. So it's so wonderful to be able to share those conversations with everybody. Well, this, this is going to be fun. I, I feel like January just being a new year and a new time. I really feel like for us, Wendy, it's a, a time of celebration. I think we've got mm -hmm. some great guests coming and obviously with 100 coming up soon I think it's just like the whole month we're going to have a lot of fun. And so I thought this was a really great way to start. So those of you sure. that are listening, you're, you're going to hear three mini interviews and really just kind of catch ups. First off is going to be Amanda Brunson and then Claire Petrie and then finally wrapping up with Mary Williams. And mm -hmm. I think everybody will really kind of understand we're not doing the full blown interviews because they've done them. We're really just trying to find out what they're up to now. And we're messing around with what's a question connection going to look like. I think, I think we've, I think we're in a good spot, but mm -hmm. definitely looking forward to talking to these folks. And, you know, Wendy, again, it's uh, just been an absolute joy and especially getting to, to revisit. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, for sure. It's, it's nice to have this scheduled time to, to chat with them. Um, you know, we, we've seen Amanda and Amanda, Claire and, uh, Mary at conferences in, in 2019, but being able to sit down and, and have that one-on-one -on -one with them is just, it's wonderful. We're not going to gush. And without no. any further ado, we're going to launch right into it. And then we'll see everybody on the back end. Well, welcome, Amanda, back to HR Social Hour. We are so excited that you are back with us for a little bit of a where are they now? Um, but we do have to start the same way we always do. So what is in your glass tonight? 
course. Well, thank you for having me back. I'm very excited. I am sipping on some room temperature water at the moment. Um, just running in the house from a doctor's appointment. So, uh, haven't had time to fill up anything more delicious than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there'll be time maybe once we wrapped up here. Yeah, it's all good though. I'm excited to be here. Well, Amanda, just to kind of go down memory lane here. Yep. You first came on the show in episode 27, which was August of 2018. And then you were part of the HR Florida social media episode as well, which was September of last year. We talked a little bit there, but what exactly are you up to now? Well, um, seems like a lot these days, but I feel like I'm going from one state to another in just a short amount of time. In March of this year, well, actually, it'd be last year at that point <laughs> when this comes out. In March of 2019, I got a great opportunity uh, to work for a small tech company that develops software for airlines. It's called Radix. It's based in downtown Orlando. Um, the job responsibilities are pretty much very similar to what I was doing before. So that's kind of helped me out, you know, feeling a little comfortable uh, over my last nine months. Since I have been with the company, I've added some responsibilities, including merger and acquisition experience. Um, had a little bit of that at my last company, but really got to see it just come full circle with this company. Uh, so the company I am working for was acquired in October of 2019 by Sabre. Um, they are based out of Dallas and... They are a much larger tech company that uh, also does development software for airlines. Um, so just they just saw a niche in what we did and said that they wanted to, to buy us up to, so that we could all partner together to do really great things. So my last few months <laughs> have been pretty busy working on the integration into the new systems, but it's going really well. And, um, you know, we're actually going to be doing the integration here just in the next few days. So, yay. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and, you know, I, we can't really let that go by without an office remark. Um, so any Michael Scott's running around, Jim's, Creed, <laughs> um, you know, they, they had a rough time when Sabre took over. So, you know, just want to make sure that, you know. You're going to be okay. Well played, Mrs. Daly. Well played. <laughs> I could, I'd be like, I can't help this at all. That's just boom. <laughs> yeah. The first week that we were acquired, we put up on our TVs um, a funny meme that had to do with that. Uh, I don't actually watch The Office. Don't hate me. Um, but I, I was told all about it. So it was, it was pretty funny yeah. for those that got it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's yeah, I, you would have to. I mean, you, you would just have to, I think, um, especially working in human resources um, with the get your Toby out and all that good stuff. But awesome. So um, tell us um, how, you know, you talked a little bit about some of the new stuff you're doing, but tell us a little bit more about uh, how your work focus has changed and how you like those changes. When I first started, as I said, um, with Braddock's back in March, I was brought on as a generalist. Um, and, you know, a lot of the responsibilities stayed the same. Uh, I did add payroll to my resume. That was kind of cool. <laughs> um, so feel pretty comfortable with that now. But, you know, generally speaking, it was really a lot of the day-to-day -day administrative stuff I was doing. 
Um, the M&A stuff, oh my gosh, it has kept me so busy. Integration, trying to get all that ready, but it's been overwhelming at times. I've wanted to cry my eyes out at times, but at times it's been really great. And I know that, you know, my role, it's going to evolve um, over the next few months as we do get integrated into the Sabre systems. Um, I'll have some things shifted off my plate. Some new things will be shifted on. But I was really hoping um, when I found out that John wanted me to do this, where are they now, that I could share a really exciting announcement with you guys and you'll be like the, the first to know. I, ha- I won't update my, my LinkedIn until this comes out. So do you want to hear? Yay, <laughs> of course. We, we're big on surprises around here, yes, Amanda. So absolutely. <laughs> so I am excited to announce that when I visited Dallas, the Sabre headquarters in mid-December, um, I had an opportunity to meet with their very large HR team. Um, as you know, I'm I'm a department of one where I'm at, at Radix. Um, and I'm not a department of one anymore. <laughs> um, but while I was there, they let me know I was going to be receiving a promotion uh, effective the day that this podcast is scheduled to come out. So I am going to now be the global HR business partner for Sabre, supporting Radix. So, oh, that very, is fantastic. Congratulations. Yay. Great job. Does global mean you travel globally now too? I don't think so. <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> we have a lot of uh, employees that work for Radix and that will be transitioning to Sabre as well that are international. So I'll just be supporting them, I believe, and supporting the HR business partners around the world as well. So anything that's revolving Radix. Awesome. Will you still be in Orlando? I will. That's the oh, best well, part about good. it because I don't have to go far away from this. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. With the mergers and acquisitions and getting that experience, what's the change management been like? So now you're going from a company like Radix where you are where you are a department of one to a company like Sabre, which is a very well-established, very large organization. What has that been like? And, and how are you working through that? Do they have, does Sabre have a change management program or group in place that helps work through those issues with you? Yeah, we've got like this great, terrific, supportive integration team from every department and, you know, within HR, within Sabre. Um, and they just, they, you know, they put this tracker together. They had everything that they knew that needed to be done with a timeline and they're helping to, you know, present like the communications that need to go out and the information that our employees need to receive. And, you know, when benefits enrollment came around, you know, they sent people from Dallas to Orlando to, you know, to be a part of that. When we get ready to do integration here in a few days. We're going to have a handful of people, you know, coming to to do the orientation to talk about the administrative stuff that needs to be done and to, you know, train the people leaders on anything that, you know, they're going to need to know that's Sabre related. So they've been helping out a lot with the change management and, you know, just here, our executive team locally is doing really well. You know, we've had a lot of changes. We did a reorg and, you know, we all just worked very closely together to get that communicated out, you know, properly. And, you know, it's been very fast paced. Uh, We were acquired mid-October and the integration is happening like, you know, today, (laughs) tomorrow. I think it's going really well. I I think, I hope um, our employees are really excited. 
the company was acquired a couple years ago by a private equity firm, and I think employees were uncertain of where the company was going. But as soon as they found out that, you know, Sabre was acquiring Radix, they were all very excited. And, of course, with change comes, you know, some a little bit of scare. But I think that everybody's taking it pretty well, and there's a lot of, gener- you know, genuine excitement around the office. So couldn't ask for better circumstances. That's excellent news all around. And again, congratulations on that promotion. That's very well deserved. And let's shift gears a little bit to talk more about you and something (laughs) that was really cool that happened lately that you were recently highlighted in HR Magazine as part of an article that they did on emerging professionals. Remember when I first heard about it, I thought it was great. And literally the the mail, the magazine came in the mail and I got, I saw your picture. It was just, it was great to know, know somebody personally that was part of that group. You know, what's the response been like to that article? And then you got to tell us about the photo shoot. Like, <laughs> as people that got made up to be on video somewhere, I think we probably kind of know how that goes. But what was that like for you? It's just been, it's almost, <laughs> it's hard to believe kind of. Um, but I've received a lot of positive feedback um, since it's been coming out. A lot of people reaching out, wanting to connect with me. I, I kind of feel a little bit like you, John, where... I want people to message me and like tell me why they're connecting with me because I just I'm receiving 20 LinkedIn notifications a day now. <laughs> I'm just like, who are you people? Why do you want to connect with me? <laughs> but besides for that, you know, I I want to be able to connect with people and I want to be able to support people that are trying to, you know, young professionals, especially trying to get up, you know, make their way up the ladder and figure things out. So I'm I'm happy to connect. You know, it's kind of funny, too, because uh, I feel like a local celebrity at work. (laughs) Everybody, um, (laughs) they've, you know, I, of course, have been showing off the magazine a little bit, but there were a lot of people in the office the day that I was getting ready for the photo shoot. So my coworker did my hair and my makeup for me. We took about an hour at the end of the day, and um, she did all of that, so I... It was just that part was incredible. And the photo shoot originally was actually supposed to be in my office. But because of timing, um, I ended up going to the photographer's office. But I took like three different outfits because I didn't know what I wanted to wear. And I was just so excited that this was happening. And I knew the photographer. Um, I had worked with her before. So I actually was able to get her the job from Sherm. So we just went. We had a lot of fun. There was a bunch of different poses that Sherm had asked the photographer to capture and so she was you know helping me out like do this do that you know we change outfits and do a few different poses based on the outfit I was wearing and it was a lot of fun definitely an experience I will never forget very cool can't wait for mine to show up um so hopefully it'll get here soon I can say hey I know her (laughs) it's just a great experience I had an opportunity to see most of the YPAC, so the Young Professional Advisory Council here last month in DC. Um, and five of us are on the cover. So just a great way for us to kind of get out there. And so people can kind of understand, you know, who the YPAC are and, you know, what we do and getting more, you know, recognition for that too. So I just like to, you know, make sure that people know, you know, who we are out there. So just really cool that they gave us that opportunity. It is. It's it's great. And, you know, it's it just kind of highlights that, you know, your continued involvement um, at several levels with SHRM um, locally, statewide, nationally. Um, So talk a little bit more about what you did in 2019 and any plans you have for 2020. 
continue to be on the uh, Greater Orlando Sherm chapter in 2019. I uh, did communications and marketing again, so all the email, all the social media, if anybody follows Go Sherm, that was all me. <laughs> um, and remained on the YPAC as well. And this was my second year. And, you know, we just, we got together at Sherm National. We had a lot of exposure there. Um, we did the Sunday session with you guys where you were the keynote. And then we did the, the networking session. So had a lot of involvement with planning uh, the events at Sherm National uh, with the YPAC. And also with HR Florida was on the uh, social media team with y'all. So that was a lot of fun. So very, <laughs> very heavily involved. Uh, I think I was also blogging at the Sherm National, so did that. I was a Step Challenge team captain. I'm just trying to remember all the things that I did in 2019. Uh, it was a lot. Uh, 2020 is going to be very different for me. I am taking a step back. I am coming off of the Go Sherm board for the first time since I basically <laughs> joined. A few years ago, um, I just, I love it. I love the board. I love the people. I love my time, my free time a little bit more sometimes. <laughs> and I haven't had a lot of that these last few years. So I really, I just, I got a little burnout. So I need a little time to myself. But I'm not going to stop um, being on the white pack. I was actually given the opportunity to stay on for two more years, which is the first time I think that's ever happened. It's usually only a two-year term, but because of the things, way things happened this year and um, some restructuring, we um, were given the opportunity, anybody that wanted to, to stay on for one to two more years. So I'm going to take that um, and just run with it because the YPAC has opened up so many doors for me, including, you know, the HR magazine that it's not something I want to give up. Plus, it's a great way to give back as well, you know, giving back to young professionals, emerging professionals. So I have no intentions on giving up the white pack while I'm allowed to be on it. <laughs> and, you know, um, maybe I'll be all asked to come back as a blogger for Sherm 20 as well. I'd love that. I'm going to just kind of stick with Sherm National for at least another year or so and kind of see what other opportunities come for me. So we do still have a short question connection on these very special episodes. Amanda, what has been the most memorable thing to happen to you from taking part in the HR Social Hour? First started thinking about this question, I instantly remembered the amazing time that we all had at HR Florida with Lorena and Jasmine. Um, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed you know, spending time with both of you as we drove from the airport to Disney for lunch. Um, just all of the time that we spent together, including the big dinner um, that we had that had friends from the HR social hour chat. So I was thinking, you know, none of that would have happened if I wasn't really a part of this community. But then I also remembered as I kind of reflected on the question that earlier this year, John actually nominated me to be an HR rising star. Um, and I was selected for that by Sage People. Um, so that was an incredible honor and definitely wouldn't have been, you know, un something that would have happened if it wouldn't have been for John. So I just wanted to say John to, you know, thank you to John for that. Pretty, pretty incredible. I love being a part of this, you know, community and so glad that, you know, you brought me back for this. It's a great time. 
Well, Amanda, you again, it was more than deserved. I was happy to nominate you for that. And I want to congratulate you because you were the first person to actually go through this new Where Are They Now interview. And we can't thank you enough for t- being part of the community and, and doing everything that you do. You're going to be doing so many great things for so many years. It's really exciting to see what you're doing. And then particularly now this promotion and some of these opportunities coming up. I think it's great that you're taking a break to take care of yourself in some respect. And that's a good thing. You certainly keep that in mind. You need to do it and make sure you find the ketchup whenever you go to the restaurant. Wherever. We're, <laughs> what was the name of that place? I can't remember. Whispering uh, Canyon Cafe. Whispering Canyon. Yes. Get Anybody goes down to Disney, go ask for a bottle of ketchup in that place. and You'll understand why we're sitting here kind of laughing and scratching our heads. I'm sure there may be some listeners that maybe they haven't heard your first episode or aren't connected with you now that now that they've heard you and all the great things you got going on or want to get connected. What's the best way for them to reach out there via social media? Yeah, so I can be found on Twitter, LinkedIn, um, but my social media handle on all platforms is the HR Panda. So that is uh, definitely where you can find me on anything there. And I haven't been doing a lot of blogging recently, but I'm hoping to get back into that after the first of the year. Um, so you can always find um, my blog that I share with Lorena, um, which is uh, wordpress.com slash the future of HR, I do believe. Well, listen, we'll have that in the show notes. And again, Amanda, really appreciate you taking part and we'll talk to you again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Amanda. Hello. Welcome, Claire, back to HR Social Hour. We are so excited that you are back for this special episode of Where Are They Now? But we do have to start the same way we always do. So what's in your glass tonight? Hi, Wendy. Thanks for having me back. I've been on a sparkling water kick, so I'm trying cherry vanilla. We'll see how it goes. Nice. Is that that Spindrift? Because I know that's Tracy Sponnenberg's favorite. Ooh, no, it's just Wegmans brand, my supermarket. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. I'll have to check that out. Okay, she she ought to get sponsored by Spindrift as much as she gives them shout, shout outs, particularly like on the monthly chat even. It's crazy what, okay. what she puts out there. Claire, like I mentioned to you before we started recording, you first appeared on the show. It was episode 24 in July of 2018. I know a lot of stuff has been going on since then. So what are you up to now? Wow, a few things have changed since then, for sure. One of the most exciting is definitely becoming an organizer for Disrupt HR Buffalo. So I know you both have probably seen me talk about that on my Twitter. But we do an annual um, October event in Buffalo. So I was just on the planning team for the past um, two years, 17 and 18, and then was an organizer this year. And this was our best year yet in terms of feedback-wise from our survey and just energy in the room. So I'm super pumped about that. Going to keep that going And then in July of um, 2019, this year, I started um, a new role at a ceramic fiber manufacturing company. It's called Unifrax. And um, just funny how everything works out, right, with networking and everything. They were one of the clients that I staffed for when I was at Remedy um, in my last role. And I used to work with one of the HR directors at Unifrax in a prior company I was at before Remedy. So she wanted to bring me over, which is so cool. Um, So I already had kind of some friends and connections when I got there, which made it really easy to settle in. So anyways, it's a new role for the company, um, senior manager talent acquisition. And I basically exist to establish TA process and guidelines, which there were really none of. So it's a blank slate, which is so cool. I love to create stuff. So yeah, that's been a lot of fun. And then I just like to throw out into the universe that I applied 
um, to speak at my first Disrupt HR in 2020, the Columbus event in April. And I'm also working on my application to speak at New York State Sherman in September. So if at least one of those worked out, that would be really cool, too. That's awesome. I bet one of them will, for sure. Thank you. You know, and if Disrupt Columbus doesn't work out, come a little bit farther west. I think I know someone active in Disrupt Brookings to get you in there. Perfect. I'll just keep driving past Ohio. (laughs) Just keep driving. It's okay. It's not that far. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're back in corporate um, talent acquisition. So talk a little bit about the differences for you in going back to corporate life. It's funny because I remember going into staffing and people were like, why would you leave corporate after like five years to go into staffing? And it was such a fun experience. I love change and I love a challenge. Um, So it's been great at this point in my career to have a good understanding of like working in field HR, corporate HR and agency life, which has been so cool. It's given me a new perspective now on working with my agencies and kind of knowing how that just works better, kind of the ins and outs. So, but being back in corporate overall really feels like home um, for me. So I really missed the deeper relationships with my hiring managers. I know you can feel me on this, Wendy, before you got your promotion, but being that advisor, able to impact the positive change and kind of being there with them every day and be able to see the people I've hired in the lunchroom again and able to support them after they've started. So I think I will be here for a while. And and Claire, you mentioned too, this was a new role for the company as well. So you're really getting to develop things from the ground up, right? In terms of process and what have you? Yeah. So all of our manufacturing plants um, had been pretty decentralized when it came to recruiting. So each of the field HR partners were just kind of doing their own thing. So since I've been there, I've been able to improve um, some of our workday functionality for the recruiting module, just create some different best practice guides and things like that for our HR managers in the field on job descriptions and job postings, um, candidate experience type of stuff. So just trying to make the company have the same kind of look and feel Um, across our different locations and just be able to save some money, certainly from some of the roles I've been able to fill through my network. So they really just solely use agencies um, before my role as well. How do those agency folks like working with you? Do they, did they know you from as competition or? (laughs) I think they like it. Well, it's funny because obviously like when I was in staffing, I had other friends in staffing and now being back in corporate, the vibe is totally different, which it's like, whatever, it kind of stinks. It has to be that way. But now they're, you know, reaching back out to me. Oh, I would love to work with you. And before it was kind of like, "Eh," you know, whatever, we're competition. So, um, but I think it's good because I'm really upfront. That was something that I tried to kind of differentiate myself with when I was in staffing is just kind of let my clients know, like, I've been in your shoes. So, you know, we don't have to kind of have different people as the middlemen and things like that. So I let my agencies, you know, talk right with my hiring managers as long as I'm kind of staying in the loop. So it's been good. Like I said, I have kind of a newer understanding and I'm still just a one man band, so I'm not filling everything myself. So it's still great to have those partners. As someone that started my career in third party and worked, wanted to make sure I worked within the system, it was very interesting when I moved to corporate, kind of to your point, people that were competitors now suddenly are trying to make nice yeah. <laughs> and and it's and it's fun but i will say one of my biggest competitors 20 years ago is now we're very close and she's actually helped me when i was in search she tried to place me 
and she's been in the business that entire time, knows everybody, is is a great person. And it, it is interesting how that works because when I first moved to Richmond, she was one of my biggest competitors, like in, in terms of what I was doing. So it's kind of funny how how life works out that way. And not to yeah. mention, we both have <laughs> a lot of mutual friends that are in the corporate HR world and, and kind of how that all worked out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're figuring it out. It's going to work <laughs> out well. <laughs> Beyond the the job change, talk about some of the things you've been doing to stay active. And this in 2019, you were part of the Blog Squad once again in Vegas. Really great to see you and get to spend some time together again this year. You know, how was the experience different for you the second time around? So, yeah, the first year was honestly a shock, obviously, because I had no idea what to expect, how much of an impact kind of everyone on the Blog Squad would have on me and the types of friendships that would be formed. So I really just kind of, you know, whatever, went with the flow and made sure I was fulfilling my requirements for Mary and things like that. And then this year, I just feel like it was even more fun because having built up you know, connections and just Twitter and stuff. It was just more fun because more people were reaching out with questions like about the conference, which led me to creating like hashtag Claire shares and my packing list and my blog post with my schedule, um, which some people did tune in just for certain times they knew I'd be tweeting about specific topics to see those nuggets. So just stuff like that made it so much more fun just to continue to make connections myself and then be able to connect more people together in year two. And plus it was Vegas. So just, wow, <laughs> it was a blast. I've gone on record before, and I, I think I've told Wendy this, and I think she would agree with me. I think Claire shares, and I've told you this, I think it is the best hashtag yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. it you, you own it. It is yours. Nobody's going to try and take it because we all know who's who's using it. But sure I, when I remember when you first started using it, I thought this is phenomenal. Like yep. you got to figure out what, what else can you do with it. It's great. I think it was excellent that that was a fun way to differentiate what you're doing too. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that feedback. And to be honest, I probably decided kind of on it because I saw from the next chat recaps and the HR Social Hour recaps using. Wakelet, if I'm saying that correctly. And I was like, it would be so great if I could have something in addition to hashtag, you know, Sherm19 or whatever. Um, so I could make those posts. So seeing, you know, you guys do that too kind of helped me prompt that. And it's been really fun to keep up. Yeah. It, it makes it a lot easier because, you know, Sherm19, Sherm20 just, it gets to be so huge. Yeah. You know, you, you can't find things within that hashtag. And, you know, it's still a good hashtag. Uh, don't get me wrong on that. But I did. I was talking with uh, Jenny Stone um, since she's going to uh, a Sherm conference coming up here as, uh, you know, part of the, sw the squad. And I said, well, you know, come up with your own hashtag so you can find what you're tweeting. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I can't wait to see her post. As we've been sitting here, Wendy, I think you should use Wendy Wisdom. <laughs> mm, that's a good one. That. I might have to do that. Yeah. All right, nobody take that. I don't care who's listening. There's nobody. We have a few listeners named Wendy. You can't use Wendy Wisdom. That is that's mine. That is Wendy Daly's as um, HR Social Hour proprietary. Wendy Wisdom TM. So you you mentioned um, we've talked about Sherm. We've talked about Disrupt a little bit. Talk about other volunteer opportunities you had in 2019 and uh, what you've got planned for 2020. I'm the professional development director for my local Sherm chapter, so I'll be keeping that up as far as I know for next year. During this year, though, I also found Empower Camp, which is my new love. So it's a local nonprofit um, here in Western New York that sends young women ages 13 to 18 to a four-day summer camp program. 
Um, so I met the founder at like a regional chamber of commerce networking event about a year ago. And I connected with her and became a camp counselor for summer camp this year. And we had close to 40 girls attend from over 30 different schools, which I thought was so cool. So by the end of it, just seeing the girls like learn and change was incredible. It's like a traditional camp. So we do hiking and swimming and crafts and things like that. But our Empower Camp Twist is what we call our power zones and our real chats. So uh, myself and my fellow counselor in, in our cabin hosted conversations with our girls on self-confidence, self-worth, self-respect, things like that. So it was such a fun experience, and I will definitely be a counselor or in some other role with camp this year, too. That's fantastic. And I did love what you were sharing from that. It was just... So cool to see you out and and doing that. So yay, kudos to you. It was fun to do the the recap blog post because I'm not an outdoors person. I personally I hate camping <laughs> and being outside for the most part. <laughs> so a lot of the girls, you know, had never camped either. Right. So it was really cool to do it together. And I felt like I was kind of pushing myself outside of my comfort zone too to lead the girls through this this just weekend of activities and yeah. acting like you know, I was able to keep it together and knew what I was doing. So yeah, it was really fun to reflect on that. Awesome. Even though it is a, a special episode, we do still have a small question connection section. We want to know what's been the best thing to happen to you from taking part in the HR Social Hour? I think it's been just from all the connections. So I know John mentioned, well, you shared it on LinkedIn a few months back too. My original episode, I guess, just had a lot of downloads or a lot of listens. And I just had a wave of people kind of reach out to me after your post, Wendy, to introduce themselves and just start new conversations about people and their roles and what they're doing in the HR field and things like that. And um, so I've just been able to connect with so many more people from it. And I love the alumni group picture that you started doing at the conferences. So that was just a cool moment for me to stand beside so many HR pros. And I printed that photo on a Shutterfly magnet and have it on, at my office. So that just reminds me what a great community that you all have created. So I'm glad to know you both and be a part of that with everyone. That's really sweet. I, I It's great that you have that magnet. I, I love that. Yeah, I love it too. It's such a good picture. It was fun. It was fun. It's crazy, but it was fun. (laughs) Imagine the next time we try to do it. It will look like a cast of it'll look like a cast of a Star Wars movie or something. (laughs) (laughs) We'll need to get on each other's shoulders or something like that. that. For sure. For sure. But it's awesome. Claire, again, we are so appreciative of having you as part of the community and Glad that you were able to be able to come back, you know, as I mentioned to you, I think when we we, we were talking a couple of weeks ago and I mentioned this idea about the Where Are They Now series. And this is something that we're excited to be doing now ever so often because we've had so many great people like you take part already just to hear what you're doing. It's great to hear that you're doing the corporate thing again. And it sounds like a, a great opportunity. And we'll send all the positive vibes we can for you to get those speaking gigs because I think it's the next step for you. It's really exciting to see what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> there might be some folks that hear you now that didn't hear your original episode and maybe aren't in connection with you. What's the best way for them to reach out there via social media? Absolutely. So my WordPress site is just clairepetriehr.com. And then right there on the homepage, it'll have Twitter and LinkedIn and everything else. We will have that in the show notes and we will see you very, very soon. Sounds great. Thank you both. Take care, Claire. Thanks. 
Well, Mary, welcome back to the HR Social Hour. We are so excited to have you on these uh, very special Where Are They Now episodes. But we do have to start the same way we always do. And uh, tell us tonight what's in your glass. Well, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me back. This is such an honor and a true treat. And I think I still am your number one fan. So I'm very excited to be here. Uh, In my glass, I have a little Irish coffee. So on this cool uh, winter evening, I just thought it was the perfect thing. And I'm enjoying that. How about you? What are you guys drinking? Oh, Mary, I have to behave these days. I'm having a Sprite Zero. Excellent. (laughs) Refreshing. We are headed to the new uh, Star Wars movie tonight, so I am just drinking water because it's going to be a late one. (laughs) Yes. Well, enjoy that. Mary, I think it's safe to say, I think you're the first person to ever say they've had an Irish coffee on the show, Wendy. I don't think, <laughs> I think that's come so. up. Before. I think so. That's a great choice. Like, that's a, a very interesting, and, and particularly we're, you know, we're going to record, we're recording, pulling the curtain back, we're report, recording in December to put this out in January. But yeah, that's great. Believe it or not, you know, as I, I looking back as when folks had been on previously, Mary, you first appeared on episode 17, wow. which was in May of 2018. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> and we're... I, I very much appreciate you are still our number one fan and that you came back. Now, I have to ask, though, because I know things have changed since we talked to you back then. What are you up to now? Yes, thank you. Things have changed. And wow, congratulations to both of you. Uh, you've come a very long way and you do amazing things in this community. I um, am now serving as regional business operations and field HR manager for a hospice company, Harbor Light Hospice. I serve the state of Illinois, so I'm covering four different locations across the state, serving about 200 employees. So I'm focusing on employee relations, performance management, change management. Uh, Right now, we're working on our strategic plan. I have a new executive director, and we're working on our strategic plan for 2020 and beyond. So a lot of exciting things to look forward to for us. Uh, It was a big jump and a big change uh, from where I was. So the adjustment's been great. And it's a very important, worthwhile mission. So I'm happy to be a part of it. That is a worthwhile mission. So um, kudos to you for doing that. Tell us a little bit about what has been the biggest challenge that you've seen in your work since shifting industries. Uh, Yes, it was uh, an industry shift. So now... um, I was Department of One. It was an entrepreneurial family that owned multiple companies. And so it was quite the hat collection, uh, roughly 20 employees. So I went from 20 to 200. My current organization has over 600 employees and we operate in 10 states. So uh, I would say that's probably the biggest change is that um, volume. And going from HRDOO, Department of One, to having other resources, having other peers and teammates on which I can rely, people that I can call and run things past. Uh, and then also the industry, very different. So healthcare, I think, Wendy, you're involved in um, the healthcare industry as well. It's definitely different than uh, an IT tech startup. <laughs> very much so, very much so. So regulations, compliance, legal, a lot of that was a lot of big change. Thirdly, the big change for me is the jump to regional. So lots of driving. So I'm driving to make sure that I'm present with 
the employees that I serve in the different locations, but more driving and more windshield time, what do you think that means? That means more time for HR Social Hour podcast listening. <laughs> <laughs> so I can stay in Perfect. my biggest fan status. As someone that has a lot of windshield time, my podcast consumption went up significantly. <laughs> and I can totally appreciate it. Hopefully you're listening to other great content too, but we certainly appreciate you listening to us. Mary, you mentioned the the change management piece. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of, you know, that the culture shift? So not so much just the industry piece, but to go from being a department of one to now having peers and and how what was that transition like and having really to adjust to I, I don't have to do all this on my own now. I do have some support out there. It's so refreshing and really wonderful and I don't know how else to describe it. It just, it felt great. So the VP of HR has tremendous amount of experience and has been a great mentor and it's a good solid team. Um, my office is in the location where the corporate headquarters is housed. So I do have a lot of interaction with the corporate HR team as well. Uh, we have a really great HR forum that we have as a conference call weekly. So my peers, from the other nine states, uh, we all get on the conference call and talk about different issues. And that's an excellent forum for us to build those relationships because clearly we don't want to be siloed as uh, just one state individually on our own. We want to still be part of the overall culture and organization. And so that's been really helpful. But yes, very different from relying on my outer network versus having an inner one as well. So it's been really great that way. I want to jump back for a minute about the the Department of One. And you, know, you were very involved at Sherm National and in those conversations about Departments of One. And we have seen such a, a rise in activity and conversation across the industry, much greater focus there. I am going to work under the assumption that even though you are in a place now where you're not a DOO, that you're still fairly engaged with those outside sources or resources that you mentioned. What do you see based on who you know and, and even what you're doing now? What do you see as some of the challenges that Departments of One may face in 2020? You're right, John. I am still very engaged and very passionate about well, HR in general, but also the Department of One, I've noticed some predictions um, saying that there might be a trend coming from the generalist toward specialty. And I've been having a lot of conversations in and around that network of HR DOOs of what does that mean for them. Uh, a lot of the feedback has been really great and positive in that the HR DOO is still very specialized in the sense that it's a tough role to fill. Not everyone can step in and do that because not everyone has the depth and breadth of experience to be able to tackle all of those. Um, what I liked the most was being involved in the entire employee life cycle, which I'm able to do in my current role as well. I feel like having that piece of the talent acquisition and recruitment and um, the big challenge for a DOO without as many resources in the coming year and decade is going to be to keep the passive candidates active in this uh, in this job market, such as we're experiencing. 
Um, in healthcare, they are talking about uh, shortages for nursing candidates. Um, so to be able to keep those passive candidates in the pipeline and attract them is going to be a challenge because you can only do so much if you're on your own. You have to be able to prioritize all your different projects and all the different needs of the organization and balance that with tactical versus strategic, right? And uh, make sure that you're using the, your business acumen to understand how the company succeeds and then help to further those goals. But I feel like that continuous performance improvement is definitely one of the challenges for the DOO coming into the future. And that talent acquisition piece is something that I have my eye on, especially with regard to developing as an employer of choice, having that employee brand developed and also making sure that we can continue to attract those passive candidates and get them into our pipeline. Any suggestions you may have, Mary, for those? You know, we do have several listeners that are departments of one and not know that you had that background, but anything that you can recommend to them you've used or continue to use that would be a benefit when it comes to some of these issues? I rely still on my network. I just feel like especially that Twitter community is so welcoming and wonderful and always willing to help one another. Even just the most simple question, anyone is more than welcome to reach out anytime, and I'm happy to help in any way that I can. I feel like the roundtables that I'm a part of and the local SHRM chapter, just keeping the network active and making sure that those are conscious, intentional, authentic connections where it's not just to connect, but really keep that conversation going and make sure that we are being intentional about the connection and keeping those conversations going and really be able to help one another is just so important. So I would say that that's probably the one of the keys to not be siloed or feel like they're alone, especially as an HRDOO, but to build and develop that network. And really, it's not about what you get. It's about what you give to. And so some of us that are uh, longer in our careers are at that point now where we're giving back. And a lot of us are very anxious to do so and lend that expertise and uh, share our experience, which I find very rewarding. You can tell that you love doing that, Mary. I think you know, <laughs> I do. You, you love the connecting, you love sharing, you love helping, um, you know, giving people a, you know, a, a hand up, which is just fantastic. So, you know, we know that you've been very active in um, state line crew, in SHRM and, and various things. What else have you been up to when it comes to giving back to the HR community? Uh, shout out to Stateline Crew. Just love, love, love this group. We started at our first real life connection was at the Sherm National Next Chat reception when Jeff was playing Shermo and he put me on a bingo card and all these people were coming to meet me. And that's where I met Jeff in real life. When we talked about getting together after we we're just networking with people in Northern Illinois and Southern Wisconsin. And we're like, hey, we should get together and just network, hang out and have an HR meetup. And it's really taken off. 
Our next one is going to be Saturday, January 18th. Uh, John is already an honorary member. I would like to also invite you, Wendy, to be an honorary member of Stateline Crew. And um, anyone and everyone is welcome. It's just a really great way to develop our network. And sometimes we will just bring different issues that we're struggling with or celebrate wins with each other. And now it's to the point where we're just doing life together. And uh, it's just, I can't say enough about it. Uh, something else that I am really passionate about is helping with veterans, probably familiar with the Veterans at Work certificate uh, with SHRM, but I had just an um, amazing opportunity to participate in the inaugural Illinois Hires Heroes Consortium, and it was held around Veterans Day. And it was in cooperation with the Chicago Wolves, who are the uh, minor league hockey team with the um, American Hockey League here locally. It was with the Illinois Department of Employment Security. Illinois State Council of SHRM was there. National SHRM was there. They put on a job fair. And so I was one of the volunteers that was able to assist with resume review for veterans that are coming back from being deployed that are re-entering civilian life and looking for jobs. We helped them uh, edit and or create their LinkedIn profiles and help them with interview prep and training. And it was phenomenal. Just the energy. I, I can't say enough about it. It was really great. And so I'm really looking forward to continuing that involvement. Uh, the next event is going to be in March, also with the Chicago Wolves. So it, it was extremely rewarding. and. Uh, the power of networking was pretty incredible. So I'm sitting at the table and ready to meet and greet the veterans. We have our laptops and just kind of seeing who needs help. And person across from me is like, hey, I think I know you. <laughs> so sure enough, this network of HR professionals through SHRM National, through um, Illinois SHRM, and through LinkedIn, um, we realized that we had already been connected and corresponding and connected online. And then we met in real life. And so that was pretty incredible, too, to be able to participate in this activity to help others and um, find someone else who's also passionate about that to um, be able to give back and help those who gave us so much. Awesome. We do still have our uh, small question connection, even in these special episodes. This is our where are they now question connection. So what's been the best thing to happen to you or for you from taking part in the HR Social Hour? Wow, so much. Back from episode, what did you say, John, number 17? I'm just so proud of both of you and so pleased for all that you've accomplished and Really, truly grateful for all you've done for this HR community. It's phenomenal. Um, some of the big things, well, I guess trying to live the HR social hour motto, right, of uh, <laughs> connect, give back, and network. My network has grown tremendously from from that first episode. And as I alluded to earlier, it's not just about the number of connections, but those intentional authentic connections that are deepening all the time and continuing those conversations. It's just really so 
valuable to me. This community is so welcoming and so wonderful, and I'm just really proud to be a part of it and be on that other end where I can help and continue to give back in every way. So uh, just it was cool to think about coming up to this recording and remember from episode 17 and think about how we first connected and think about the journey of HR Social Hour itself from from the chats and then the podcast and being bloggers together and just all of that great stuff. So I, there's been a lot of great things since then. Mary, I, I appreciate so much that you're our biggest fan or our number one fan. Uh, that we always say that's not related to us, right? Because that's ideally like, you know, <laughs> kind of like wrong. I'm Sarah yeah. Wilson's number one fan <laughs> that's not related to her. That's what we always say. But I, I think you definitely live exactly what we try to do here. And, and we're so appreciative of of you and your energies and passion and that you were able to re- join us. So just to give you some perspective, you, this, you're the third person that we've talked to for this recording you go back the furthest. <laughs> You're the, you know, the, the, the episode 17 <laughs> is, is where we are with that. I know there may be some listeners, though, that aren't connected with you that now they've heard you here will want to catch up. What's the best way for them to reach you out there via social media? Twitter is the best uh, way to reach me. And my Twitter is at con MKW. So C O N M K W. I'm also active on LinkedIn. Obviously, my name is Mary Williams, but Mary Williams SPHR usually works, but we can put the URL of that in the show note. If somebody does want to reach out and connect on LinkedIn, I ask to uh, send a note uh, with the connection request. That'll help me know their intentions and what they're looking for in the way of a connection. We will definitely have that in the show notes. And again, Mary, appreciate being with us. And we will talk to you again real soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mary. Wow, Wendy. Yeah. It was so much fun. (laughs) Learned some great stuff. Obviously, we got a a major announcement from Amanda, which was awesome. Yes. Claire making the jump back to to the corporate (laughs) world and some of the cool stuff she's doing. And then Mary, I I knew she had made a job change. I didn't realize she wasn't a Department of One anymore. (laughs) I was kind of embarrassed that I didn't know that. I I didn't realize it was such a shift. I didn't either. And I don't, you know, I'm going to assume that it didn't come up. And I think, you know, that's one of the wonderful things about having these intentional conversations is we get to know a little bit more about what they're actually doing. You know, because I would have made the office joke a long time ago with Amanda if I had known that her company was bought out by Saber. I don't think I could work for a company <laughs> named Saber. But well, you you won, you win in that deal. That was that was great. <laughs> that was that was excellent. That was excellent. But yeah, you know, just hearing what they're up to and and not just in HR. We we know some of their HR stuff, but hearing about Claire and, and spending time with with the young girls and Mary spending time with the veterans and helping them to find a job when they're um, out of the military. I just, it's just wonderful to see them all growing and doing more. And it's amazing that, you know, I want to, you know, humble brag, but I feel like we had a little bit to do with helping them get out of their comfort zone, getting comfortable with Twitter, getting comfortable talking to people. So I like to think we had a little bit to do with other people's success when it comes to this. <laughs> I'm really glad to say that we know so many, again, so many great folks. In this case, these three ladies are just fantastic people and practitioners. And yeah. we're really glad that they all took part. Now, they all shared their contact information in terms of how to get a hold of them. 
For those folks that are listening, though, that don't know you, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? Uh, best way, always on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the Twitter chat. You'll find me on Twitter. Don't forget, the second and fourth Sunday is HR Social Hour Twitter chat, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So hopefully we will see you all there. How about you, John? You can find me at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Top left-hand side of the screen, three little lines, open them up. You'll see all my social accounts there, and you can download, rate, review shows that you haven't listened to. If you didn't listen to the three previous podcasts that these folks were part of, go back and listen. Yeah. They're, even though they're in different jobs, you still can learn some great things about them. And for those of you that are listening, I wonder, we did say it's part one. We look forward to doing more yeah. of these throughout the year and putting them in the mix because, again, knowing so many great people and knowing that they're doing great things that are that are changes from where they were when they came on once before. We're excited to be able to tell their stories yeah. again. We thank them all when they were here, but Wendy, thank you for oh. continuing to ride this yeah. train with me again. Thank happy new year. We're looking forward to just a <laughs> phenomenal 2020. Yeah. And so for the HR social hour half hour podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always be sure to connect, give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 